So, Greg, wait, is this true? You can actually drink, wait, tea leaves or camellia leaves? What, what's going on here? The camellia sinensis is actually where you get tea from. Uh, we have people coming into the store every so often who, when we do have camellia sinensis, will come by the plant just so they can make their own tea. Wow, that's cool. I like that. I love, I'm a big tea drinker, so I, I might want to grow camellia just to try that. I had no idea. Well, that's where the oolong tea, black tea, green tea, and white tea all come what? from the camellia sinensis. What? White tea is like my favorite. Like oolong, that is so delicious. That's camellias. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm 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 blown away. Anything is possible with gardening, Austin. <laughs> it, ele- elementary, my dear Austin. And that's what's cool. A lot of people have no clue that that plant that they see driving downtown blooming is actually a form of a plant that they get tea from. You know, and that isn't that the fun part about horticulture and plants is that you learn something new every day. Green Acres Garden Podcast is the podcast that'll teach budding gardeners like you to grow your green thumb. But whether you're a newbie or a seasoned horticulturalist, you're sure to learn something new. Enjoy our conversations with community gardeners and gurus from Green Acres Nursery and Supply. We'll answer questions you didn't know you had. Here we go. Hey there, Green Thumbs, and welcome, everyone. So glad you could make it. Thanks for tuning in. This is the Green Acres Garden Podcast. I'm so happy to be here. My name is Kevin Jordan, lover of plants, the camellia kid. And this week, we're talking all things camellia, one of the most beautiful plants uh, out there, an evergreen shrub, tree, just a wonderful addition to any garden. And it's one of those plants you can really uh, use to kind of uh, sneak into some of those problem areas. If you have an area that is a little shady, maybe a little dry, but you want to bring in something that's durable, um, is lasting, and have some dazzling color, um, you know, camellias are where it's at. And we actually, this week, we have a special guest uh, producer Greg Gayton, one of the, the best camellia minds in town. Actually, he's been growing camellias and helping people grow camellias since before I was a twinkle in my father's eye. So I'm looking forward to having him on the podcast as a very special guest. But before we get to him and before we start talking camellias, let's check in with Austin. How's it going there, Austin, on audio? Oh, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, Kevin, for the awesome intro. And I'm doing great. It's been uh, it's been wet and rainy. I've been working on a show at school, having a great time. I got lots of music going through my head at all times. Uh, We're working on a musical. So Kevin, uh, what's going on in your garden this week? So another great week in the garden when it's, you know, we've been jumping in and out between the rainstorms, uh, sifting compost, doing top dressings and all that. Uh, Met up with some of my good friends back there uh, over there at Grand Oaks Elementary. So it's, that's the little elementary school garden that I've kind of adopted, although in a way I kind of got there and like, wait, maybe I'm, I'm like a stray cat. I'm like, maybe I'm the one that got adopted. <laughs> I just didn't realize it. Um, but no, I uh, adopted this garden. These folks are, are great. And so I go in there and started off with just helping a fifth grade class. Now when I show up, Austin, there's hmm. a fifth grade class. There's kindergartners, preschoolers, first graders, second graders. Oh, the class is growing. Huh? It's growing. Yeah. So it's awesome. And uh, what was cool this last time I show up and the fifth graders are giving a presentation to the to the kindergartners about how awesome pollinators are. <laughs> so I was like, had a little tear in my eye. I'm like, I'm so proud. Uh, it was awesome. I loved it. Uh, I go in there. I, st- I get the mic. I start talking to these kids. And this little kid's like, hey, uh, you got a haircut. And I'm like, oh, yeah. He's like, I'm like, well, thanks. I appreciate it. He's like, 
I liked it better longer. <laughs> They're kids, I love them. They're so honest, no filter. Savage. But uh, I loved it. So just another great week out in the garden, and I'm really excited to meet up, uh, talk talk camellias with Greg. Yep. I love camellias. Uh, they've I've got a history with them myself. Grew up with one on my doorstep. Just it's one of those things you look forward to seeing every time you come home. And they're just gorgeous. And so there's a lot of passionate, just enthusiastic people that just love camellias. There's a whole, you know, history uh, of camellias uh, that, that really tied themselves to our region here. So I really, I can't wait to dive into that with Greg. Isn't Sacramento the city, is it, it's the city Dude, flower or something, you right? You did your research. Yeah, it's it's our city's flower. We've adopted it. Um, it's not, we're not, it's not native to here. It's actually native to Asia, China, and Japan. Okay. Um, all the way to Indonesia, from the Himalayas to Indonesia. Um, that's where it comes from, but we love it here. And it has a long, rich history with the people of Sacramento. And like I said, we've adopted it as our own, our yeah. own family, if you will. Um, and absolutely, it is one of the most beloved uh, flowers in our area, and so we are going to give it its due this week. I love that. I don't really know anything about it. I've just heard of the the local Camellia Society, and I used to live kind of around the corner from where they used to meet, and I uh, kind of you know saw they were up to stuff, but I never knew what was going on with them. So I'm excited to learn more. And uh, you've you've grown camellias, right? Absolutely. I grew up with a big, healthy camellia on our front doorstep uh, in ground. Just gorgeous. Uh, you know, they don't have the great, you know, like a fragrance at all, but they are showstoppers when it comes to the beauty of their blossoms. This one was like just blood red, and, and they would come on in the spring real heavily. And just one of those things you'd look forward to. And we, we paired it with a nice star jasmine. So you'd walk up, you, you'd smell the star jasmine in the spring, you'd see the blossoms on the camellia. And it's just one of those, those dazzling, wonderful plants that just brings a lot of beauty into your life. And so for me, it was one of those things I just looked forward to when I came home, uh, kind of like a little, um, just a, a friend to welcome you on oh. your, from, from your journeys away. That's lovely. Oh, yeah. So this weekend was a special event. It was a camellia show. We sent out Greg. Our, he's like our special reporter this oh, week. Oh, yeah. Reporter on the beat. <laughs> Greg on the street. Yes, I like that. We should do this more. But uh, in case you don't know, uh, Greg Gayton, he's a uh, producer uh, with our show um, since day one. He's been uh, behind the scenes uh, helping us uh, on... So many things. We couldn't do the show without him. Absolutely. So I love having him back on as a guest because not only does he help us with our show, but he's like the most mega expert about plants. And we can always count on him to help us out. But for and today, he loves plants, Austin. He does. Best he of does. all, he doesn't, doesn't just know about them, but he is enthusiastically in love with plants and gardening. I cannot yeah. push it enough. Let's get Greg in here. So we have him on Zoom right now. Let's get Greg in here. Hey, Greg, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How about you guys? All right. Well, we're doing awesome. great. We're talking about a subject you know a lot about, I hear, uh, camellias. Now, you just went to the camellia shows. Isn't that right? Yeah, we went down there. I went to talk to the president, Julie Vieira. Um, that lady is so busy. She was judging the camellias. Um, the camellias were amazing this year. They didn't have as many as they usually do because of the rains, but... They were still beautiful. Most of them are japonicas and reticulatas, really different, uh, really cool varieties. A lot of them been, you know, from people who've grown camellias here in Sacramento area since the 40s and even older than that. So, you know, you look at it and it's the camellia is the history of Sacramento for a lot of people. Absolutely. You know, we were talking earlier about, the, you know, the historical value of camellias for us. Can you talk a little bit more about that? How long has it been? How long have people been growing them here in our area? And how did that kind of how they take root, so to speak? Well, the history's really 
wonderful to think about. You know, the first camellias uh, arrived in Sacramento in the 1850s. Um, a guy who owned a feed store in downtown Sacramento brought them here, um, and they just took off. And um, in April of 1924, God, I'm sounding like an old geezer here. Well, I guess I am, but... Um, no. <laughs> um, Enough of that. In 18 of 1920, April of 1924 is when the first Camellia Society show started. So next year, it will be celebrating 100 years here in Sacramento. So there's a lot of history here. Um, you know, when I first came to California, when I was... 18 years old, and I started at Matsuda's when I was 19. I, um, I was, I saw this plant and I thought, wow, you know, is this plastic? What is it? It's just freaking amazing. I looked at it and I thought, you know, here's a kid who grew up in southeastern Colorado, and I come into California and wow, you know, it was, it really got me excited about about growing. And I, I saw my first one and I was hooked. And that actually got me started on plants as camellias. I thought, how could anything this beautiful and varied, you know, be from nature? And, um, you know, I've been dazzled since. You know, some of the pictures that you had sent me from the event, I wanted to say they were those, those blossoms were absolutely stunning. And just seeing those pictures, it kind of matches up with what you're saying right now is, they just are just out of this world. I mean, some of those blossoms, they were speckled and variegated and just bright colors and pinks and reds. Um, they really stand out. And just the form, too, of the blossoms is very graceful and kind of uh, delicate in a way. I just, just, they're just great to stare at. Yeah, there's so many variations. And through the years, people have hybridized them, sort of like roses. You sit back and you look and, you know, you think somebody planted this back in the 20s or the late 1800s and the beauty still goes on and on and i'm still dazzled i know i use that word a lot but i'm still dazzled every time i see a camellia and you know you're driving down the road here in sacramento and you'll see a big bush with a lot of red flowers but take the time to go up to that plant and look at it and look at the history and the care and the love that that plant produces and makes everybody happy. I mean, it's raining. It it's, it's sort of a gloomy time of the year. You can look at a camellia flower and go, wow, I'm glad I live in Sacramento. Yeah, they're popping right now. And you brought up the japonicas, the reticulatas. Uh, and, and I was hoping we can talk a little bit about the sasanquas because for some of our listeners, uh, the great thing about, and one of the great things about camellias is their, their bloom time. And you kind of just touched on it there. It's a gloomy time of year. Some varieties you can get that are going to bloom really heavily in fall. Some are going to go through winter a little bit and into early spring. And um, are you seeing that in the nurseries now? Are you seeing uh, which ones are blooming the heaviest right now? Well, right now is the Japonica time. And those are the ones that you normally see all over the place. The old fashioned ones, like you're going downtown Sacramento and see these old Victorians with all these huge camellias. Those are the ones that are really pushing now. Um, and that's the one when everybody thinks about camellias. Um, you know, the big flowered ones. But the sasanquas are the ones that start blooming like end of October, and then they go through right now. So some of them are finishing up now. And those are actually considered like the sun type of camellia. They have a smaller flower, really prominent stamens, which 
the hummingbirds love. And which is really cool, there's one called Yuletide, which is yellow, which has yellow bright stamens with bright red. It blooms right around Christmas time. Actually, it blooms before, and they're still blooming now. But, you know, I think that signifies Christmas more than a poinsettia does. And you go out in your yard and you see these camellia yuletides and you see the hummingbirds just going crazy over them. Um, and so you can have camellias blooming from October through March or April. And um, that's what's really cool about them. You know, you got an area in your yard where you don't have a lot of light. You have somewhere where you just want something to pop. This uh, camellia will do it. That's great. Well, that kind of leads to my next question. What are some of the best practices and things that, things to know uh, if we're thinking about growing camellias at home, if we're first timers? Um, what what are what should we be thinking about if we want to have a nice, healthy camellia plant? Well, that's a great question. So placement is really crucial. Um, you want to, There's different sizes of camellias, so you want to make sure that you get the right size plant for the right area because you can prune them back, but you don't want to prune them back that that much. So you want to make sure the area is um, large enough for camellia. You also want to make sure that um, you plant it where it gets morning sun, afternoon shade is the best area. Um, and don't laugh, but you really want good drainage. I know that's fun in Sacramento, you know, because our great soil here, but you amend the soil. They like a, they like a really well-drained soil more acidic, anywhere from 5.5 to 6.5 is the pH range for them. So you can achieve that by amending the soil. So you have good draining soil. You don't want the water to stand around the roots. And then you can, you know, by giving it azalea camellia rhododendron fertilizer, which helps lower the pH, will help achieve that. And um, so you want to make sure placement, mornings and afternoon shade, and well-draining soil, loose soil, and that would be that would make your camellia look and thrive in this area. How about the watering? What's the best way to? Like, how much water do you think your good uh, healthy camellia is going to need to get established? You know, camellias once they're established are really water wise. You know, yeah. so you want because you have good draining soil. You want after a camellia is established, like say three or four years, they're not going to need as much water as you think. And especially if you mulch, like all your shows say, but, um, you know, deep infrequent waterings. I know Julie's going to be upset with me about that, but you want the, the roots of the camellia need moisture, but they also need oxygen. So you want it so that the soil goes a little bit on the dry side and then you have good thorough watering. So the older the plant gets, the less water it's going to need. Sounds great. So now you brought up amending the soil. Uh, oftentimes, whenever I'm dealing with camellias or rhododendrons, uh, I'll just go right to that the soil mix. Oftentimes at the stores I'm going to, they'll they'll just have it. I mean, I know we're here for <laughs> green acres, of course. But uh, there's, I know there's a, a specific soil mixture to amend your soil that actually has that more acidic, that lower pH. Um, would you recommend that? In your oh, experience. definitely. So there's, um, and not just with green acres, but other nurseries should have like an azalea mix. That would be perfect. Um, you can go ahead and amend the soil with fir mulch or peat moss. Um, I prefer like an azalea mix or even a Japanese maple uh, soil mix would be great for camellias. So Lots of organic matter. Exactly. That's the main thing. 
So, Greg, so for the first-time gardeners out there who are thinking about growing a camellia, is this a, a high level? Is this a difficult plant to grow, or is it is it doable? Oh, heck no. Just dig your hole and plant it, um, and it takes right <laughs> off. Camellias love this climate, and that's why they do so well here. So if you're a newbie and you want to get something you know beautiful and striking in your yard, go ahead and plant a camellia. And you know what's really cool is plant companion plants that serve a camellia well around them, like gardenias, azaleas. Um, if you have like a shady area, like say you're walking up to your house and you've got like a, a, a area where it gets morning, sun, and afternoon shade, and you're thinking, wow, what can I put in there? Put a camellia in there. And then around there, you know, there's a lot of great companion plants like azaleas. Uh, you can put like some really cool shade-loving perennials like um, corobels. Um, if you want some, you know, there's all different kinds of colors. You can tell I definitely am a plant nerd, but camellias definitely do have a place in, in your yard. And for a newbie, that's a great place, great plant to start with. I love it. You know, you're talking about all the plants, all my shade plants that I love, the heuchera, you know, and I feel like if you could sneak in some, you know, some gardenia radicans in there, I always love those little gardenias, those little smaller ones. They're, they're so fragrant. And like I said, the camellias, they're not known for having, a, you know, a wafty perfume. They're just, they're just famous on just beauty alone. It's like one of those things where like roses are gorgeous, no doubt, but they also smell really good most oftentimes, right? Some, some better than others. Camellias, just just beautiful, just straight beautiful in nature. Uh, and the shrub itself is a little more, uh, I think, well-rounded and, and beautiful as well. It, like just even when they're not blooming, it's just that the leaves are they're dark green, they're waxy and glossy and have a nice thick cuticle on there. And they just seem very, just very healthy and hearty. I, I just love the look of them as well, Greg. Well, you know what? There are some camellias that actually have fragrant blooms. Uh, Magnolia flora is one of them. And um, <laughs> I've been accused, you know, people going, why is your nose so yellow? It's because I, I, I stick my nose in all the flower blooms. But believe it or not, go out there and smell some of them. They are actually are um, fragrant. So, you know, that's the great thing about camellias. And, you know, you mentioned earlier when we were talking, there's so many uses there. You, at ground cover, um, there's low-growing sasanquas, there's uh, upright um Japonicas that are blooming now, you can espalier and make a living wall out of a camellia. There are tree camellias, um, you know, so there's all things. And then, of course, you know, where tea came from is uh, camellia sinensis, which will actually grow here, too. So, you know, we're getting younger people interested in it. I was happy with camellias when I was 19. And, you know, through the years, people go, oh, well, my grandmother grew that. Well, I'm, I'm really makes me happy to see a lot of 20 and 30 year olds picking up camellias now. It's, um, it's a plant where people are really recognizing the beauty, the history of Sacramento. Um, and, you know, I encourage people to not only plant that, plant them, but get involved with the Camellia Society of Sacramento. They meet like once a month on the four Sundays. Um, they meet at the Elks Lodge um, on Riverside Boulevard. But, um, you know, get involved with these groups because they not only do you look at a really cool plant, but you get involved with the history of Sacramento. I think that's really important. 
Hey, Greg, that's a perfect setup to your time at the show, at the Camellia show. So that was a gathering of the Camellia Society right there, right? And you saw a lot of flowers, a lot of specimens, right? And a lot of enthusiastic Camellia growers. Um, Can you share a little bit more about your experience there, what you saw? Yeah, what I saw, too, was, and I met a lot of people, you know, I'm not extremely shy, but I met a lot of people who were their first time at the show. And what's fun is not only to look at the the flowers, but to look at the people's faces going, you got to be kidding me, that is beautiful. And getting excited about it, realizing um, that all these plants have some history. And I know I keep on dwelling on the fact that they're historical to Sacramento, but just the beauty, um, the history, um, everything that goes with it. And the people who are in the community society are just really great people people um that you want to meet i love it i wish i wish we could have been there i'm so glad that you got to go and make some friends did you end up seeing a camellia that really just stood out and caught your eye like which one was there a best in show i remember seeing um some that i haven't seen since the 70s and they brought back a lot of great memories new varieties i haven't seen there's some like as small as a button here uh for you know um a corsage like, and then there's some as large as a dinner plate and there's some with like one color. And then there's some with like 15 different colors. I mean, this is something that mother nature put up before us. And, um, you know, I, I saw people like, like I said, in the twenties and thirties, seeing it for the first, really enjoying camellias flowers for the first time and going, wow. I've got to get some of these. So, Greg, uh, I the only thing I have to compare it to is I assume it might have been kind of like the Rose Show that we went to? Very much like the Rose Show. And if you want to really meet some cool people like Charlotte and Linda and Baldo, like the Rose Show people. And I, in fact, um, some of the Rose Show people were at the, at the Kamea, uh show. So, you know, we're all a tight-knit group of people. Um, but, you know, it's... It's exactly like the Rose Show. The people are passionate about their plants um, and their flowers. And so, you know, it's 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 the we're the community capital of the world. So, you know, it I mean, what is better than that? So if people did want to start learning how to grow camellias, um, or if they already enjoy camellias and they want to join the society, is this a place kind of like the other groups where they help each other grow and they they have meetings and they have these competitions? Is it, is it kind of like that? Most certainly. Everybody's, um, you know, will be able to help you. Um, there's people there who can tell you how to, you know, you can graft camellias. You can start them from seed. One of the coolest most awesome bonsai I have ever seen in my life was a guy who picked seeds off of his camellia and started them and made a grove of camellias. It was something that I sat there and just couldn't stop looking at it. It was just magnificent. So you can do so many things with camellias. um, And the Camellia Society has great people who can steer you on how to grow, how to plant. You know, there's not a lot of problems associated with camellias. Like, um, you know, they get petal blight, so you want to keep them clean. Um, You want to keep, you know, they draw petals, so keep those, pick those up. Um, you know, um, sun scorch can happen if you plant your plant in too, 
sunny a location, but there's really not a lot of problems associated with, with camellias. And so the society, and also, you know, be sure and come down to Green Acres. We're happy to, you know, help you out there too. All our plant um, people outside, you know, I go in and I talk their ear off and point out things about camellias, but, you know, people get really excited about it. Once they know it's not the plant, you know, I, People go by and see camellias in bloom, but there's so much behind the scenes on camellias. So, you know, really, next time any of our listeners are out and they see a bunch of camellias bloom, take the time, go up and look, smell them. They might have some smell or just look at them or see there's a lot of history involved with them. I wish Julie was here, Julie Vieira, because she works so hard. She's great at getting the word out about camellias. And maybe we can bring her on later on to actually even take it a little step further because the camellia people are fantastic. Um, They really work hard to get the word out. And camellias are really a vital part of our landscape. I love it. Yeah, they're such a dependable, hardy plant. Put off so much beauty. Um, I just always, I, I appreciate looking for them and it's always nice when you travel through like an older area of town or an older neighborhood and you just see these well-established mature, you know, camellia shrubs or multi, you know, multi-trunk trees, they really stand out and they become almost like the stoic centerpiece that just from, from time to time just seems to pop with stunning color. So I, I love looking to, uh, looking to them and for them as well. So I want to thank you, Greg, for going out undercover. Uh, a, not so much, I guess, but uh, for getting the skinny on, on camellias. Uh, the camellia cowboy, everybody, Greg Gayton. Yes, <laughs> Greg. Thank you, Greg. <laughs> well, thank you. I really enjoyed uh, talking about them. I know I get a little excited about it, but, you know, it's it's they're beautiful plants. They're just something that just dazzles everybody who looks at them so all right thank you so much greg uh it's always a pleasure to have you uh lend your knowledge to all of our listeners and um you always support us so so much in the background i I love getting you in and getting your voice in there because uh you know what you're doing and you get us pumped up absolutely Um, yeah so thank you so much for that greg and uh kevin is there anything you want to add to that greg really gave us a lot of background he got me kind of uh excited about wanting to try growing them you know i i never even considered they're, it they're easy and just like you mentioned once they get established the older they get the easier it is actually to take care of them whereas some things that you know they, t- they get older cool. it takes more no these ones it's almost a little bit less work um just keeping them you know as those petals and the blossoms fall keep them cleaned up uh get those into the green waste if you can because just because it helps out a bit keep them heavily mulched um of course fertilize them organically uh if you've got it but what's great is just enjoy them. It's one of those things where he mentioned it and he, he really and you know kept pushing the history, the history of it. And what that what that means to me is that it's it's really cool that you can look back to people that maybe lived where you live 100, 100 years ago now. He said they've been growing them where we're at. And people have been growing camellias for way longer than that across the globe. And now they're here, just like almost literally almost every single person that you're gonna run to in your neighborhood. We're all transplants of some kind. We're all here from somewhere else. Camellias, maybe, maybe they, maybe that's why it's you know uh, revered so much, not just for their beauty, but what they symbolize is that you know it's just that be- that beauty can thrive wherever it travels. And so for us, maybe that's joy, uh, community. You know, when you grow those those camellias, they're just not just beautiful. But Greg mentioned a little bit they. 
They can bring peace. They can maybe bring romance into your life. They can Ooh. bring a little bit of joy. Um, you know, heaven forbid, a moment of just clarity or inspiration. Hmm. Um, that's what bringing you know these blossoms and these flowers and all these this, these beautiful things we talk about growing each and every week. That's what the, I think. That that's the ultimate benefit is is to ourselves and to each other. So camellias, I think, are an awesome you know window or portal into that world. So hopefully we can we can inspire other people and and each other to grow more, not just camellias, but just more color, more blossoms, more everything. Ugh. I feel like when you're cultivating plants, you're cultivating joy, you're cultivating life, and pe- all those things you just mentioned, peace, you know, more romance in our life. Uh, the world is, is still just an amazing place, and camellias, I think, encapsulate that. And who knows what kind of new camellia hybrids are around the corner. Uh, so until next week, garden friends, I got to get back out in the garden. If you need me, I'll be out in the garden getting dirty, getting after it, because it's going to be a busy time of year, my friends. Uh I wish you all the very best this week. Thank you, Austin, for another great edit, another wonderful episode. Thank you all to our listeners for being here. And until next time, garden friends, happy gardening to you all. And please never stop growing. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of Kevin Jordan or his guests. These gardening tips and suggestions may work for you, as well as those from alternative sources. When using any garden products or tools, read and follow all label directions.